This million. is in Michigan, Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Detroit, yeah. Michigan, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God! Fucking Patrick Mahomes. Just to be fair, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Fake Ass Radio Show on Podbean. I am your host, Scav D. This show is brought to you by CPT, because you got mad shit to do, man. (laughs) Try something today, this Black History Month. Right, Rano? Hey, what's happening, homie? You good? Everything good? Man, fuck you. That shit is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use that term. You can't say CPT. <laughs> can't say that anymore, huh? No, fuck no. Oh. Yeah, Ron, I made drops for me uh, also. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah. yeah, random drops for me because I don't want to be uh, outdone by you. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, it was an exciting football season, man. <laughs> just as excitable as you are, man. Hey, uh. Yeah. Also, hey, happy leap year, too, Rano. Happy oh, leap yeah. year. We got a leap year this month. Yep. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One extra day to be incredibly sad, and miserable, or, uh, obnoxiously happy and fake to everybody else around you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. However you want to be yeah, this yeah. leap year, choose your own fucking adventure this leap year. Extra day from being in the grave, I guess. Extra CPT. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> right? Oh, God. You eat some fucking poonchkies yesterday, you fucking dickhead? I did. I did. My Polish ass fucking uh, scarfed some delicious poonchkies, actually. Yeah, and then, like, dude, like, all, like, this weekend here in Grand Rapids, there's, like, bunch of polish shit going on so you can get your pierogies and cabbage and whatever the fuck you motherfuckers eat alien food it's fucking <laughs> yeah. alien food man i know you don't even like fucking polish food and you're a fucking polish i don't so it's fuck you disgusting it's really disgusting and uh yeah god rest her soul my grandma always hated me for it too so yeah yeah i hate you <laughs> rano last time we recorded we were Living in a completely different world. I don't remember. I'll remind you. These <laughs> motherfucking lions, man. These motherfucking oh, yeah. lions. And uh, this is the last time we're going to talk about the lions, all right? For a long time, by the way, all right? My apologies to our audience who's been 
bored by the football conversation that's been sort of prominent on the show as of late. Oh, fuck them. We're Detroit fans. Get over it. This shit doesn't happen here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. If you have children, it's more than likely your children weren't alive since the last time the Lions fucking won a playoff game. So I'm sorry if we're inconveniencing you. They had been newborns and shit. Goddamn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this shit does not fucking happen here. So, yeah, we absolutely have to fucking speak on it. Yeah, my son is 20 years old. He's never seen a Lions victory. 20 years old. Well, anyways, it's all fucking over now. It's all over. My heart, my heart was absolutely ripped out after that last Lions game. It was, man. We were so geeked up. Rano, yeah. you and I were geeked up. You can hear it in our last episode. You can hear it, which took me forever to release, by the way. It was fucking hard to listen back to us. I do remember the, the excitement of being up by 17 in the first half and then to watch it all just go away in the second half and then eventually end up losing the game was uh yeah that sucked that sucked we were so fucking geeked everybody was fucking geeked around here everybody was man there was a buzz everywhere there was a buzz everywhere around michigan everywhere we were all friends we were all friends and neighbors for like a month and a half it was great, man. It was like 9-11 around here again, pretty much. Oh, like, Jesus. It was, man. Like, everybody was talking to each other at the supermarket and at the gas pumps and shit. Like, like everybody was on board and shit. It was Oh, yeah, awesome. man. If you were rocking any Lions gear, people were like, go Lions. Dude, What's up, man? Exactly. Yeah. Even the little Asian lady at the Thai food place around the corner. She was like, go Ryans, Go Ryans!" Like, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> you fucking asshole. She could have been talking about my brother-in-law and my cousin, though. I don't know. But, like. Whatever it was, like, that shit, it's fucking over now, though, man. It's over now. And uh, motherfuckers weren't saying shit to nobody after that game. It was like a statewide funeral here. I don't know. Like, maybe you could equally divide, like, the fan base between, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they made it this far versus, like, oh, well, they should have, like, gone on and won the whole fucking thing. So. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said I was going to be okay if they lost that game, which yeah. they did. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not okay. No, no, because like, you know, I mean, basically everyone, you know, kind of predicted that like San Francisco was like the class of the NFC, but everyone kind of thought that like, okay, the Lions are kind of playing with house money. Like there's no way they're, you know, I mean, you're talking about Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Greg Kittle, like. All these great players that they have on offense and defense, you know, uh, yep. everyone's talking about all the talent that they have, which they are a talented team. They really are. However, in that first half, you know, you had that 17 point lead, you know, and for them to just kind of shit the bed and it was a tale of two halves. And, you know, all of a sudden, like the Lions couldn't do anything in the second half. You know, they had a turnover and, you know, some other mistakes or whatever, but we just never thought I don't I don't think anybody thought that we were going to be in the game like that. I mean, what uh San Fran was seven and a half point favorites. Correct. They were supposed to win by a touchdown and uh they didn't and it took every bit of 60 minutes to win that game. So, I think it kind of left us all feeling a little empty like, man, dude, we were two quarters away from being in a Super Bowl, that something we've never seen. Something if you're 60 years old, you've never seen. 
So yeah, I can totally see like just the, you know, how deflated people could be because, you know, I mean, you don't get these chances too often. And especially against a team, you know, if the Lions make the Super Bowl, you already beat that team. You beat that team first game out of the gate. You know, right. you beat Kansas City. So right. it's like, damn, dude, did they just give away like a major opportunity? We'll never know. Dude, I felt gutted that next day. I felt fucking absolutely fucking gutted. Yeah, it was a bad hangover. It really was. Dude, I was praying. Praying for a school shooting or a terrorist attack Whoa, or yeah, anything. Jesus anything to happen in the news that day, dude. Anything fucking. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Something. You're going down a slippery slope, dude. <laughs> Something to take my mind off of that pain, Rhino. It still hurts. It still hurts. It's hard to move on from. It really is. Like, So it depends. Like, if they come out next season, and obviously, you know, uh, based on your previous success, the NFL makes your schedule intentionally harder the next year. If the lines come out and, you know, they're a wild card team and they get knocked out in the first round, yeah, it'll be even worse. Or if they don't even make the playoffs, that would be even worse. As long as we can see, like, okay, this was just the beginning of something great, I think that loss will uh, dissipate and eventually with time get better, especially if they have future success, if they make it to the Super Bowl in the future and then hopefully win a Super Bowl. If they win a Super Bowl in the next two, three years, everyone's going to be like, okay, yeah, who gives a shit? We had to get our comeuppance. And so, uh, yeah, we, we just did that, but we ended up getting the chip anyway, son. So they will burn down Detroit if they win a Super Bowl. <laughs> They will burn it down. But no, like, like seriously, though, th- just think about it. Does anybody care about Michael Jordan and how he struggled in the 80s? No, nobody gives a shit because the 90s were so great. Once he got over the hump of the Pistons, that's all anybody can ever talk about. Nobody talks about how he sucked dick against Bird and the Celtics and got swept by the Celtics got stomped by the Pistons. Nobody cared about it. Nobody cares right. about it. Everybody just <laughs> talks about 3 Pete. They don't talk about his retirement. They don't talk about his gambling, how he was, you know, supposedly, you know, he was going to get suspended by the league. Uh, <laughs> his father died, you know, uh, due to his gambling debts. He was murdered. You know, nobody talks about any of that shit. They just talk about his fucking stupid shoes and, oh, there can't be anybody greater because he won six championships, even though Bill Russell won 11. I'm just saying. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. I Fuck Michael you. Jordan. And, you know, people have a short memory. Rhino, <laughs> I will say you're talking some apples and oranges right now. <laughs> no, man, I'm not. Like Regarding the Detroit Lions, though, I am, uh, I am happy for this team. I'm a little happier for this team, all right? They right, won me back right. again. Like I said, they needed to win uh, at least a playoff game. They've done that. They've done more than that. They won two at home of all places. In the last episode, I mentioned uh, dynasty shit. And uh, everybody that we thought was leaving in terms of uh, coordination is staying. So uh, right, even though uh, they didn't get to the big game, keeping everybody around for another go is dynasty type shit. So... 
We will see that and keeping the you know the the players around too. We will see how it goes next season. We will see. Let Brad cook. And uh, MCDC says uh, Super Bowl or bust next year. So yeah, dude. I didn't even want to watch the Super Bowl this year. I didn't even want to watch oh, that shit. Fuck I did. You. I really was. I was one of those fans. I watched it though. I watched that shit. Halftime show sucked. Halftime show, fucking fuck you. Yeah, halftime show was terrible, man. Fucking Ursher, fucking Ursher, whack as fuck. Get the fuck out of here. And he brought out uh he brought out Alicia Keys' fine ass though. Uh, brought her Alicia out. Keys, Jermaine Dupree. I have audio of uh, Alicia Keys' uh, first note of uh, that performance that night right here. Here. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I said to my wife, I was like, what the fuck happened? Whoa. Wait, wait, what, what's going on, man? Man, her voice is cracking. She was really singing. They should have dropped that like a half step oh. down. She didn't sing all that great, but I mean, she still looked bad fuckable, though. So, uh, hey, uh, we can't we can't fault her too much. Can't fault her too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there was no way, though, I was going to be able to watch that Super Bowl, though. Again, going back to uh, just being a disgruntled Lions fan and shit. Because uh, I don't care who wins that fucking game. I don't. I don't care who wins. But my boy, MC Young Tact, uh, who was just on the bill at the show that I rocked in your neck of the woods, Rano, in Grand Rapids there. Is there... He's a uh, diehard Buffalo Bills fan. Has been his whole life. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, Jesus. Yeah. And he says, like, all you can do is root against the motherfuckers who beat your team. That's what I'm saying. I didn't even want to do that. I didn't even want to do that. I didn't even want to step up to the plate, so to speak. I feel sick to my stomach still about the Lions losing that fucking last game. Nah, man. Like, fuck Brock Purdy. He looks like he didn't even eat pussy, dude. So, (laughs) yeah. I don't think I'm the only one in Michigan either. No, no. Like, there was, like, a whole thing. Like, um, there's a radio host. Who broadcasts here? He says he's all around Michigan, but I've never heard of him in Detroit. But it's a uh, huge, the huge show. He said he wasn't going to watch it, and then there was a bunch of people calling in saying, "No, yeah, fuck that, I'm not going to watch it." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? It's the fucking Super Bowl. Of course I'm going to watch it." And that's a bunch of bullshit, dude. This Super Bowl ratings are ten percent up. What, 200 million people watched it or something like that? Like, the ratings were just ridiculous. It could have been Swifties, I don't know. But, like, the fucking ratings were through the goddamn roof. So, all you boomers who don't like Usher and R&B, particularly the scab, uh, yeah, nobody gives a fuck what you think. They made money hand over fist. They had viewership like a motherfucker, motherfucker, dude, and they don't give a fuck what you think. Not since we went to the moon, uh, whether you believe that or not, have we uh, had that kind of viewership. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Crazy numbers, like you're saying. Yeah. Numbers through the fucking roof, dude. And the NFL, once again, this is uncanny because there's nothing like it on television. There's nothing like it on television. You, you know, you hear about it all the time. Feature movies are down. Like all, all these things in entertainment are down except for the fucking NFL. They just keep doing it no matter what. And that's why Roger Goodell makes like $50 million a year. They re-signed him for more money. 
You know, you saw him in a suite talking to Taylor Swift. And yeah, dude, I mean, the NFL just gets it right. They just do. And they don't give a fuck what any of us think. They just know how to get you to watch the game, even though you don't even want to. I did end up watching it, though. Exactly. I did. So, yeah. You're not American if you don't. It hit a little different this year. Hit a little different. Because like you yeah. said, God damn it, the Lions, they were so close, man. They, You, you already said it. They were 30 minutes away from going to the Super Bowl. They damn yeah. themselves and shit. They were yeah. midway through that game, and then they fucking just fell apart, man. This fuck fell apart, which makes it hurt so yeah. much more. And I think that's what it is because the Lions, they gave us a taste of that promised land for a little bit, just a tiny little bit. And then they fucking took it away. Yeah, I hear you. I hear they you. They took it away. And, and, and I feel that. However, you know, there were just issues during the season to where I'm like, come on, man. Like this is this is going to come back to bite you. And I think they've learned. I think they're they're going to be better for it, especially in those second halves, mainly those third quarters, which have been a problem all season long. Yep. They just haven't played well in the third quarter. Yeah, these were kind of issues that were kind of lingering in the background all season long, and it kind of made you a little bit uh, leery of, uh, you know, some of the coaching staff and, <laughs> and some of the personnel and some of the play calling. And then, you know, uh, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. There were times where, you know, maybe we should have went for the field goal instead of going for it on fourth down. However, I say fuck that because players didn't make plays. Josh Reynolds dropped two major passes. And yeah, there's an interception that hits the player right in the face mask and his helmet. <laughs> it just didn't happen. But I think, I think, you know, this kind of thing will resonate with the players. The team is still super young. You know, I mean, they have a lot of young talent and uh, I think they'll see it through. I'm shooting Josh Reynolds in the face. If I ever see him, <laughs> but, Rano, all I'm going to say now is I'm just happy that it's over. All right, because I got to get back to my fucking normal life, man, after this. This shit right, is nuts. Right, right, I felt out of pocket for like the last two, three months now, man. It's time to get time to get back to my normal life again this month, all right? Yeah, dude. I, like, I feel the same. I feel like it, uh, you know, football season takes a lot out of you. You need time to recover. Kills me. It kills me, man. Getting back to normal, getting right again. Just in time for Black History Month. That's right, baby. Black History Month. Yeah, very nice. Rano, are you celebrating at all? Did you know that a black man invented ice cream? How the hell a black man gonna invent ice cream in hot ass Africa? <laughs> Rano, how are you celebrating? Are you celebrating? I'm always celebrating, son. I'm black, y'all. The greatness of blackness. <laughs> My blackness is always on display. Uh, black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black. Right. <laughs> and I'm black, y'all. On display through my cardigan sweaters and um, and uh, dreadlocks. But no, really, man. I I mean, I I watched Twelve Years a Slave uh, the other night, and I was like, God damn, dude. 
that was traumatizing once again. But then, you know, there's a bunch of shit on PBS, like, uh, like there was like a thing on gospel, which I thought was cool. Uh, I love gospel music. I was raised on gospel music and, uh, yeah, it's just something that's been in my life forever. And uh, yeah, I still love it to this day. There was uh Henry Louis Gates, Dr. Henry Louis Gates on PBS. He was, uh, doing, uh, there's a documentary on gospel there. Yeah, man, just keep that shit locked on to uh, your local uh, PBS station and, uh, you know, learn you some shit, man. Learn you some shit. Yeah, learn you something this Black History Month. Fuck DeSantis and fuck Florida. <laughs> learn you some shit about black people. Motherfucker, we've been here for too long for you to be so goddamn ignorant. Don't ask to touch my motherfucking hair. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you want to touch this jungle snake, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> See, there you go. See, Rano, I'm celebrating by taking a sausage linking class at my local butcher's this upcoming weekend. So, yeah, there you go. Because everybody knows that, uh, you know, those black dicks are as big as the sausages that I'm about to fucking link, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> I hear they have tremendous dicks, <laughs> but I don't believe it. <laughs> Anyways, Rano, speaking of black, that's now history. Uh, did you hear about my boy, Carl Weathers? Yeah, man. That shit sucks. That's sad as fuck, man. We just talking about the yeah. Super Bowl. He was just in a Super Bowl commercial. Just in a Super Bowl commercial. Did you see that shit? The Gronk kick of destiny. That shit is oh, rigged, yeah. right? Yeah. It's rigged. Like, I would be killing motherfuckers if uh, I, I bet on that shit and lost. Like, a crummy commercial? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, fucking Carl Weathers, uh, RIP. He was a Raider. Yeah, he was. He was a Raider. Yeah, he, he played football. Yeah, he was, a, what, a linebacker, right? Something like that. Yeah. And yeah, uh, motherfucker yeah. was Chubb in uh, Happy Gilmore. And I did not realize that until this week. I've seen that movie a couple times. I did not realize that was Carl Weathers. I don't know who I thought that was this whole time. Movie's fucking Shut the 30 fuck years up. old. I swear to fucking Christ, yeah. Yeah. He's the funniest part of the movie, too. Funniest part of the fucking movie. Carl Weathers. Happy fucking Gilmore. I didn't even know. Silly me. One thing I didn't know, he was uh, Action Jackson, though. <laughs> he was motherfucking yeah. Action Jackson. He plays a super violent Detroit cop. Yeah, I remember that shit, dude. My dad and I watched that shit when I was like nine years old, dude. I was so young. Oh, totally, awesome. totally inappropriate. Fucking awesome flick. Mm -hmm. And they should have made like 12 of them fucking movies and shit. For real. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We got a lot of uh, Adonis Creed, though. All right. We can't forget about him. Uh, Adonis Creed yeah. is a fucking icon. He's a fucking icon. Yeah. Was he in any of the uh, new Creed movies? Do you know? I don't think he is. Like in like a dream sequence or some shit. I don't know because uh, I mean, I've seen him, but I don't think he is. I, I know they killed his ass off in like Rocky four or Rocky five or something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't think he popped up in the new Creed movies. Dude, it was Rocky four. Come on. It wasn't Rocky five. It was Rocky four. Fucking uh, 
against Dolph Lundgren. I thought they killed him off in five, but anyways, yeah. But now it's four, <laughs> dude. Hearts on fire. Your desire. Come on, man. Like, you know this. You have to know this. I remember fucking Jerome Bettis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> dude, there's like eight of them uh, Creed movies now. Oh, too. but come on. Like, it's iconic, dude. Like, Rocky Four is iconic. It's against Russia and shit. It's too late to get uh, Big Daddy Creed uh, for a cameo now, though. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Go on, man. Like, yeah, that movie's fucking awesome. That's like, oh, shit. That might be like my favorite Rocky movie. I think it's four. Yeah, fuck them Ruskies. Quattro. <laughs> Well, God damn it. Yeah, it's too late for uh, Carl Weathers to pop up in a new Creed movie. Yeah, dude. He was in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Ain't going to show up in that shit either. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Let's say Paul Walker, that motherfucker in there. Yeah, he ain't coming back in any of them shit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it'd be disrespectful to his legacy. Speaking of disrespectful to a fucking legacy, man, uh, Killer Mike, he just won a bunch of Grammys recently and then got arrested and taken out of the building in handcuffs yeah <laughs> did you see that shit i guess he may have assaulted somebody earlier that day but i mean still like what the fuck is no, that i shit? heard about that dude that's fucked up that's bullshit that's bullshit and it makes me think a something i always think fuck the police and b <laughs> fuck will smith even more because will smith that motherfucker ain't done shit that I've found even remotely interesting in like the last 10 years, but that motherfucker gets to walk on stage and slap Chris Rock on national television. Word. And in front of an auditorium full of fucking people. Full of white people. Yeah, he gets to stay in his seat <laughs> and leave unscathed with his fucking award and shit. Yeah. yeah Killer yeah. Mike, he puts out hip hop album of the year, whatever it was. Fucking great album, by yeah. the way. Awesome album. And yeah, that motherfucker can't even enjoy that shit for five minutes without punk ass police fucking with him and shit. That's right. Yeah. And then, and then, on top of that, Will Smith's dropping fucking uh, I Am Legend 2. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, dude, no, I saw that shit and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, that's insane. It pissed me off. Yeah. It pissed me off, man. They didn't have to do all that, man. They have to do all that. It could have waited. They could have waited no, until afterwards. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. He's got reps. He's got lawyers. Something could have been arranged. Something could have been totally arranged. Where he could have just turned himself in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got to go through all that. Exactly. They made a fucking spectacle out of all of it. And I'd be fucking pissed if I was him. I'd be fucking pissed. Scav, I think you would have probably swung on one of them cops. But <laughs> Oh, my God. No doubt. Fucking A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got no problem with that. Fuck yeah, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Fuck your, uh, no. Your dislike is unparalleled for uh, any white person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let that man enjoy himself. And Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's not a danger to himself. He's not a danger to society. Come on. What are you doing, no. man? Use better judgment. And then, like, anybody who says uh, any press is good press, like, him getting arrested is a good thing, like, They've definitely never had to fucking deal with a bunch of bitch-ass fucking police before. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Cops, dude, they're all fucking scummy, evil, 
fucking disrespectful motherfuckers, dude. Like, <laughs> they are. I fucking, I hate interacting with any cops. Man, fuck the police. Fuck the police. Like, and I'll say it right now. Like, if you're a fucking cop listening to us right now, or if you support police, you fucking, you back the blue Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Turn our shit off. Turn us off. I don't want to be nice to cops or motherfuckers who support them. I don't. I'm way too old. I'm way too old and I know too much, man. Cops, they never help. They never fucking help. And they never will. And to paraphrase the late, great, legendary native Detroiter, Jay Dilla, applaud everybody that buck at him. Because we could lose a few of them. We got enough of them. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. I believe he also said, any offended people suck my balls in the same song. Well, the good thing is, is that, you know, we live in a country where uh, you could be entitled to that position. Uh, <laughs> you know, whether whether or not, you know, anybody feels that it's right or wrong, you, you can feel however you want to. Thank goodness. I will keep, uh, you know, I'll keep my, uh, <laughs> since you so eloquently put it, I will keep my own opinion to myself. <laughs> the name of that song I was just quoting is called Fuck the Police, much like NWA's version. Oh, okay. And, okay. uh, yeah, the feelings for me are fucking mutual. Unless you're Action Jackson. Alright? What about Axel Foley? <laughs> Every black cop in a movie. Or John Shaft. He was a cool motherfucker. Shut your mouth. Mm. <laughs> or I even got a better one, dude. You gotta love yourself some Carl Winslow from motherfucking Family Matters. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alright, fine. There's a couple of cool cops. Carl Winslow helped John McClane get out of that fucking uh, Nagatomi heist and shit. So, uh, yeah. He's cool, too. Alright? Hey! Free Killer Mike. Yeah, Free Killer Mike. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Fake Ass Radio Show. My name is Dr. Rick. And I'm a parental life coach. What I do is I help new homeowners who've become their parent. Ah, Home Depot, my favorite place. Sometimes an important step actually is helping the patient outside of their home. Yo, my man, if you're looking for a good grout brush, this one right here. Scab, did he ask for your help? Well, I mean, I just saw this gentleman here looking at the grout brushes. I figured I'd... I'm sorry, do I know you? Who the fuck are you? Do you work here? How do you know my name? Being a parental life coach... It's a very tasking job. It requires a lot of skill and patience. Your name's Dr. Rick, and you're here to do what? I've just always had this knowledge in my head, and I felt it needed to be out there. Look, I don't know what's up with you, but you need to step the fuck back from me immediately, dude. Sometimes my methods can be a little jarring, but in the end, I always believe I'm making someone's life better. Dude, I'm not going to tell you again. Back the fuck up or I'm beating the shit out of you right here in the middle of the store. Sometimes I have a tremendous breakthrough with a patient. All right, motherfucker, that's it. But most times I don't. Stupid motherfucker, I told you to back up. Now look at you. You see what this dipshit just made me do to him? You just have to keep reminding them you are your own person. You're not your parent. Fucking Dr. Dick, who the fuck you think you are? My father's a good man. What's your problem? 
And when it's all said and done, I know that I've done my job. What a fucking asshole. Progressive can't help you from becoming your parents, and maybe we shouldn't try to. Just get our insurance, and we'll leave you alone. Can someone please help me up? At Dollar Tree, we know you want to see your hard-earned bucks stretch as far as it possibly can. That's why you shop here. So when we announced we'd soon be raising our prices to $1.25, we knew our loyal customers would be understandably shook by the news. But we're still here for you. That's why we at Dollar Tree now invite each and every customer to steal one item for every four items purchased. That's right. Put four items in your cart and one in your bag. Do that shit up. We don't give a fuck. You know how much they paying us to work here? Shit. We get it. The dollar store is dead. Plus, it's bad enough that 100% of the products sold in our stores are made from toxic Chinese materials, and your risk of cancer increases by 40% each time you step foot through our door. So raising our prices by 25% is really quite a fuck you. So our buy four, steal one offer is just our way of continuing to say thanks and keep you coming back. It's the least we can do. Buy four, steal one. Going on now at Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree, a quarter more. Fake, 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 fake ass radio. Fake, 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 fake ass radio. Shit. a little hard on that beaver <laughs> like Ward Cleaver Fake ass radio show Scab Ron yeah this was in 8 mile right this was part of the battle sequence yeah Onyx last days with a Z classic shit oh For this Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Rano. <laughs> you already mentioned it was Fat Tuesday yesterday, right? Valentine's yeah. Day after Fat Tuesday, no less. So, yeah, that makes it uh, today is fucking Smash Wednesday, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> fellas hopefully it's a good one and uh everybody might they lady call him scav tonight yeah <laughs> mm. there you go happy valentine's day everybody playing some music 
playing some music this Valentine's Day, fellas. Playing some romantic music. We ain't going to play, you know, romantic music. We're going to play some music right now, though. What do you say, Rano? You want to get in some music? Yeah. All right, here we fucking go. And if music was the food of love, then I'd be a fat romantic slob. Music, that's my substitute for love. Oh, harmony. The music segment right now. Rano, what do you got for us tonight? This Valentine's Day. What reflects you as a person this week? It's time for Rano. You know what? In the spirit of Valentine's Day, I'm going to play something that's kind of like not super Valentine's Day as far as like what you would think. You know, some sort of gushing lyrics and forever uh keepsakes and saying things it's it's got no words you know it's just a a song some instrumentalist guitarist named joe satriani wrote for his wife called uh always with me always with you it's been sampled by Nicki minaj in a song you know this guy speaks through his guitar and he doesn't use any words. And uh, yeah, you kind of get that feeling. It's uh, it's a great song. And uh, so, yeah, this uh, goes out to all you lovers and motherfuckers. And <laughs> uh, no, don't fuck your mother. Uh, fuck somebody else. Uh, you know, keep it, uh, keep it out of the gene pool. We don't need none of that. I remember fucking Jerome Bettis. Yeah, yeah. We are. We already have the uh, royal family. Those fucking inbred motherfuckers. Uh, so yeah, Joe Satriani, always with me, always with you. Big ass radio show, Scabby and Rhino.
Oh, I thought it was going to be the end of it there. <laughs> All right, man. Joe Satriani, Big Ass Radio Show. Scav D, Rano, always with me. Always with you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nothing says I love you like shredding the fuck out of a guitar. So, uh, yeah, that goes out to all you lovers and fuckers. Poor old woman shredding <laughs> the fuck out of your dick this Valentine's Day. <laughs> right. Shredding gets all the chicks, you know. Doing all the cool guitar shit. Joe yeah, Satriani, yeah. all of it. The sweet picking, the pinch harmonics. The tapping. The tapping, the fretboard yeah. logic, the hammer-ons and offs. All of the guitar shit. Yeah. Yeah, Satriani's doing it all. He's an old guy and shit. I don't know what I wanted to play for you tonight. There's a couple of old guys who've recently put out songs. Like, maybe we can preview these real quick. They're not going to actually be my songs. Like, listen to this. Like, Pearl Jam just put out a new song, Rhino. I don't know if you know. Listen. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. But I don't really listen to Pearl Jam anymore. I still do. I'm still familiar. Pearl Jam. I think that's uh, slang for semen. But, uh, yeah, they got a new joint out. Okay. Let's hear it. It's called Dark Matter. Here, listen to this. Old people. Yeah. They say Eddie Vedder lives in West Seattle, according to local legend, uh, only because I used to live there and that's what I heard. Yeah, this, uh, what does this sound like to you, Rano? I know what this sounds like to me. I don't know. I mean, you can even, like, I can hear, like, fucking Zach De La Roca, like, fucking <laughs> rhyming over that bitch. Sounds like Royal Blood. Which wasn't uh, somebody from Pearl Jam in, like, fucking uh, Audio Slave? No. No? I don't think so. No, it was Rage Against the Machine. No, and then no, uh, all part of Soundgarden. Chris Cornell. <laughs> I thought, like, the fucking. No, it's pretty much Rage Against the Machine with Chris Cornell. Oh, <laughs> so all right. Well, it sounds like Audio Slave to me. It has a Seattle connection with the you know Chris Cornell thing. So okay, all right. I don't know if that's what you're going for, but I think it sounds like Royal Blood. I don't know who that is. You don't know who fucking Royal Blood is, dude. They're like they really are like one of the biggest bands of the last at least ten years. I've seen them live. I saw them live when I lived in Seattle. Fucking yeah. I think it's got sort of a. A royal blood vibe to it. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right, too, though. Yeah, audio slave royal blood type thing. Yeah. Maybe like Mars Volta. Maybe one of the newer Mars Volta albums. Yeah, but yeah, not all that bad, though, right? Yeah, it's terrible, though. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why I just can't stand to hear the sound of Pearl Jam anymore. Like, I don't even go back and listen to their old shit anymore. It's like, maybe I just played it the fuck out and 
I got older and I was like, uh, eh, wow, all that good. Damn. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad, but okay, fine. Damn. All right. Yeah. I just don't like Pearl Jam anymore. Now they're always going to have a spot in my heart. You know what I'm saying? They're always going to have that spot. Yeah. You were way bigger in the uh, Seattle sound. I wasn't. You're a huge Nirvana fan. You're a huge Soundgarden fan. Oh, yeah. Alice in Chains, all that shit, yeah. dude. I, I'm, I'm really not. Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, yeah, that's old guy shit. And yeah, the old guys are still putting out music. Just like this guy, too. Fucking Billy Joel. Listen to this. Please open the door. Nothing is there. Just put this out. We've been here before. Pacing these halls. Trying to talk over the silence. And pride sticks out his tongue. Life's at the portrait that we become Stuck in a frame, unable to change I was wrong Man. I'm late, <laughs> but I'm here right now Though I used to be romantic I forgot somehow Billy Joel. I think he likes it, Mikey. Who, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> no, actually, I hate it. <laughs> Outsiders in it sounds like the rest of his fucking hundred songs that he wrote before that. It's been a long Yeah, and part of me thinks there's nothing wrong with that. Now, part of me thinks that I don't like yeah, I, I, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. He's not going to reinvent himself when he's like 85 years old. Well, why even put out an album? Because it sounds like this. It just sounds like, if it sounds like all the other shit that you did, who cares? Like, I don't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just don't. Like, <laughs> I've already heard that song. You wrote it fucking 40 years ago. Yeah, but for some odd reason, Billy Joel, it doesn't sound that bad. Like, Paul McCartney, like, he sounds terrible. <laughs> but, like, Billy Joel right now, he doesn't sound that bad. Maybe it's because he's American. I don't know. Paul McCartney peaked before the Beatles' first album came out. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I hate the fucking Beatles, you and go. you know this. No, uh, <laughs> you don't. But, yeah, I'm not a Beatles fan, and I'm not a Paul McCartney fan. You know, I I, I, yeah, I I wouldn't say that I'm a fan of Billy Joel. Like, I mean, somebody would have to, like, give me tickets to, like, go see a Billy Joel show. Oh, like, I wouldn't, wow. I wouldn't pay for him. Oh, I would. I would in a second. I love Billy Joel. Yeah, that's because you're a douchebag. <laughs> and I love Yacht Rock. <laughs> So you do, you do. Uh, well, if you buy tickets, you can take my wife with you because she loves that shit. There you go, dude. I would love to. You and I both know his uh, guy who does his lights and shit. <laughs> so uh, we went to high school with him. Oh, really? I won't say his name. I didn't know he did that for Billy Joel. He does BJ. Yeah, he does oh, all the shit. big houses for him too. Anyways, my song tonight. 
is another old guy. Mm. It's actually another couple old guys. If you can believe that. Uh, Hall and Oates. Simon and Garfunkel. No, I think Hall and Oates are suing each other. But uh, <laughs> no. What I'm going to play tonight is actually a remix of an old song with old guys. One of them's actually dead. I'm going to play Woo-Ha, Gotcha All, and Check Buster Rhymes. But I'm going to play the uh, remix with uh, ODB. Um, you ever heard this? I don't know. I guess I'll have to hear it. I feel like I have. It might be the greatest rap collab of all time. And I wish these two motherfuckers did an album together when they had the chance. There's a video for this song. Yeah, well, then I probably, I probably have heard it. You can YouTube that video if you want. But I'm about to play the song right now. Again, woo-ha, I got y'all in check. Buster Rhymes, ODB. This shit's from decades ago. What, 93? Fucking wow. summer of 93 or something like that? Buster Rhymes is just coming out, and uh, he's latching on to Wu-Tang. So yeah. here you go. Fucking A. I think it's Hype Williams on the video. I don't know. Uh-uh. I'm not going to fucking look it up while we're playing this song either. You fuckers can do that shit. Here you go. Buster Rhymes, ODB. Woo-ha. Got y'all on check. Remix. Thick-ass radio show. Scab D. Rhino. Yo, nigga, 
niggas talk shit, yo. Kill the gapping. Work this ball, baby. Tell me how you look so smashing. Now I got your head hurt. You need that aspirin. Bashing your head in the wall. Time for some action. If you want a small piece, won't hit some fraction of shit that will bust your head quick. Beat the transaction. Of how we keep motherfuckers constantly crashing. They fly as whips. Thinking no ships. Now who's the champion? I bring the wicked flow like the latest fashion. Satisfaction, baby. Keep your camera flashing. I was busting the sprung cells. Mix with old gold. Fungus mold. Spoiling Some gold. Fearful wild hours rolls. Fat ass niggas. Slip bitch with no clothes. In the backseat of a back. 69 old moles. All you soul is told in the windows. My hoes. Don't oh, hear me when I say so. Go and eat it right. Rambo. The slip mode is the squad that controls your set. like you're looking into his soul there yeah right. goddamn odb bit of unheard odb not a lot of people know about that shit i feel like yeah. there is a video for that too so yeah check that out yeah. too they're in like a, a rubber band room and shit uh odb yeah. and buster rhymes it's crazy crazy video too so yeah i'm pretty sure i've heard that song oldie but goodie God damn it. Just like this fucking podcast, man. Approaching the 200 episode mark. So, everybody, stay tuned for that. Coming up, two episodes away. Yay, yay. Scab D. Rhino. Legacy shit. God damn it. Dynasty shit. <laughs> Super Bowl shit. Is what we doing here. Fake ass radio show. Alright? People like us and shit, man. I don't know if uh, 200 is going to be it for us. Who knows? I know I did just have to fucking renew our fucking hosting, though. So even if we do fucking stop, we'll be able to put out shit for at least another year. So, hey. I don't know shit. <laughs> and I ain't promising shit, goddammit. All I'm saying is I fucking just happen to fucking sign up for Podbean at a weird time when I'm trying to end this motherfucker and shit. And now I've got extra, a whole extra fucking year of hosting. So we'll see. We'll fucking see, yeah. all right? God damn it. Hey, in the meantime, though, keep doing what you're doing with us, man. Keep going on our socials. Keep going on the Twitters, all right? Keep going on the fucking Facebooks. Go up on them Facebooks and shit. Click shop now at the top. Support the sponsors. Buy the teas. My folks just bought some of the Modest Mix teas. They like it. My folks like the Modest Mix teas, all right? Shit. So there you go. Fucking A. Get you some Modest Mix teas. Support the sponsors. Support the show. For the last couple episodes. All right. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Until then, though. I'm Scav. And I'm Rhino. And you are now tuned in to the Fake Ass Radio Show. Have a fantastic night. 
or morning or afternoon lunch. Whenever you're listening, we're glad that you are listening. Thank you very, very much. Good day. Say good night, Rano. Good night, Rano. Yeah.